You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Three, two. Hello once again, Pats Nation, and we welcome you cordially, heartily, and with great fervor and interest to the latest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, a presentation of WEEI, WEEI.com, and Odyssey Sports. I'm your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens, joined as always by Andy Jumbo Hart and Chris Shime Time Shime, a.k.a. the king of bedtime tortellini. How are we doing today, boys? I actually just had tortellini salad this past weekend <laughs> for uh, Father's Day. We made it some brought it to his house. It was wonderful. Of course you did. Tortellini salad. I'm not sure if we have enough time before we get into the meat of the matter here, the yep. heart of the pod, but tortellini salad could have a chance to at least maybe not make the medal stand, but at least sort of see them carry out its nation's flag or put on the proper tracksuit and be invited to the medal ceremony. Torchbearer. Oh, yeah, maybe a torchbearer. Like, it's an, it's definitely walking with pride at the opening ceremonies of foods I wish I ate more often because, damn, they're just so delicious. Especially the way we make it. We make it, it's like a Greek pasta salad, but with tortellini. Ooh, I like so, that. So, mm, you know, your, bang for my buck. your diced red onion, the Greek <laughs> dressing, a little olive oil, some tom- cherry tomatoes, Not going to lie, you sounded pepper. a little drunk when you just said a little olive oil, but that was okay. Oh, man, chef's it was, kiss. It was borderline Namath-esque. I kind of loved it. Andy, are you a tortellini salad fan? Sure. I don't. I, I can't pretend to have it that often. It's a rarity. You mm-hmm. occasionally get it at a summer cookout or yep. uh, a buffet. You go Ooh, to like yes. a Brazilian uh, type steakhouse. buffet steakhouse, and then they have the buffet with it. A lot of times, you get a tortellini salad on that buffet. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's it's good because it, to me, it's pasta salad like. More. Yeah, a little, a little elevated more for you. Yeah. you get pasta the salad the elevated. Pasta. Yeah, yes. exactly. Pasta elevated pasta salad. Huge yeah. fan of pasta salad over this way. Make Absolutely. it all the time. And you know what? Awesome. Because we are doing a Patriots and or football podcast during this, the final of the three dead periods on the NFL calendar before we get into training camp at the end of July, I will allow momentarily, if you guys can do it zip take style, power rank your top three summertime cookout side dishes. Side dishes? Uh, yep. Cold pasta salad. Mm-hmm. Uh, cold potato salad, mm. and uh, oh, grilled corn. Hmm, grilled corn, solid yes. pick. Chime, like street corn. Oh, yes. hell yeah. Yeah, you soak it in water for thirty minutes, throw it on the grill, take it off at the end, get a nice little char on it. Andy, you do a little lime and queso fresco, garlic, salt, pepper. Oh, not oh, in my top three. Oh. Nah, not in my top three. What do you got? I would agree with your prior two. I think pasta salad number one. Yep. Potato salad number two. Then I would add in a taco salad 
that is okay. fresh. Can't have yeah. been sitting too long, but mm. you need to get it right when it comes out because they usually have like Doritos crumbled up in it yeah, or, or like tortilla, tortilla chips. strips. But once yeah, yeah. they start to get soggy, the whole thing is gone. I need 100%. the crunch. So you know, fresh Coach, taco salad. Coach Hart, ne- Coach Hart, they always taught us from an early age, never let your taco salad sit around in the sun too long. <laughs> Jesus. I thought <laughs> this was a family show. I mean, what are we doing uh, and, here? Uh, guys, I'm going to go with the cold. I'm going to go with the cold pasta salad for sure. I'm going to go number two, slaw, because I don't make the standard issue like very mayonnaise chopped up. Yeah, I'm out grotesque. on mayonnaise size. Yeah, no, no, no. I do a Son. really good <laughs> southern-style barbecue slaw. And number three, old-fashioned, ready, ruffles and onion dip. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I don't really consider it a side. That's more of a uh, appetizer, appetizer, order, order, okay. filler. Right. While like you didn't really have the food ready. Yeah, like your veggie dips. Yeah, your chips and dips. Yeah, your pigs uh, in a blanket. Gentlemen, can I get a redo then? Because if okay. so, uh, I'll go baked beans. Ooh, I like baked, baked beans, beans but I, so here's my potato thing. salad and baked beans is a bad combo for Andy. <laughs> We're going down the <laughs> <a> road. <laughs> Andy, you didn't have to say for Andy. You could have just said it's a bad Already combo. Was. Like, um, I gotta tell I'll, you, I'll take sleeping alone tonight for six hundred dollars. I'll take Andy's up at three a.m. and reading clips on the internet for an hour. Outside of meats, I don't really love hot food during the summer. What about? Buffalo chicken dip is that acceptable? Ooh, uh, no, that would warm. I would, hot. I would include that in the apps. Any Abside. dip goes in the app. Okay, okay, okay. All right, very good. I'm, well, glad, I we, hope... I'm glad we had this out. Good job. We started with that. Can... I can only imagine what potpourri is going to be. Oh, uh, can... God. Well, uh, <laughs> consider again. This is where we are, and also, you know, at this point, we've answered a lot of questions. We'll get to some Patriots-related mailbag questions and topics in the final segment, the Pat's potpourri today. Uh, but you know, I just you know, people that listen to this podcast, they might be consuming it as their. Uh, getting ready for a cookout. Fourth of July is on the horizon. Yep. So, hey, we're real people, too. And if you have some suggestions you'd like to chime in with, at Six Rings Pod on Twitter and Six Rings Pod, that's a number six at gmail.com on today's podcast. First, we will get into our latest positional breakdown, the safeties, which could be a pivotal position on the Patriots in 2022. In the second segment, all hail Gronk. Yo soy retired. There he goes. <laughs> the GOAT, greatest of all tight ends. Your memories, your thoughts, and we shall reminisce about the guy who used to smash and dash like no other in Foxborough. And then in the third segment, Pat's Potpourri, the news notes, nuggets, and nonsense around Pat's Nation. Gentlemen, we begin. Segment one. It is time to break down the safeties on the Patriots. And like I just said moments ago, this is a massively important and pivotal position because not only of the turnover at the cornerback position, but because of the way Bill Belichick has kind of sort of maybe tipped and or played his hand a little bit. I reference, of course, the media avail from Jabril Peppers a few months back after he signed, where he said part of the recruiting to the Patriots was, in addition to playing for Bill Belichick, that Bill Belichick told him they would likely have three or more safeties on the field the majority of the season because the Patriots defense, uh, Andy, would you say it's undergoing a facelift, an evolution, or both at this point, which is what highlights the importance of the safeties this year? Yeah, all of the above. And I think the interesting aspect to that comment is three or more. I mean, they've been a three-safety team more often than not over the last couple of years, yep. but adding the idea that could there be a fourth safety on the field that, therefore, Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips is sort of more in a linebacker role. How does that all play out? Yeah. Or are you using McCordy as more of a corner because you don't have corner depth? Like, that that grouping of those four guys on the field uh, I find very interesting. And to pick up where we left off last podcast, for those that are uh, serial listeners as Absolutely. well as serial eaters, um, I think this could be the best 
position on the football field. Yeah, so I was going to say this is probably my number two on the team. If I if I had to rank them, really? this would be my number two. See yeah. this if. See, the, the gray area for me is do you consider defensive back or safety the position group? If you're going just safety, to me, they blow the running backs out of the water. You because think so? the so- young guys are better and have more upside to me. Kyle Duggar, I think, is going awesome. to be a Pro Bowl caliber breakout player this year. I think he's really good. I think Adrian Phillips, as Steve Belichick said on a green light Chris Ho- uh Chris Long podcast, Long podcast is one of the most underrated players in the National Football League. You had Jabril Peppers, who's a former versatile first-round talent, and I think Devin McCourty, playing the role of James White, if we're doing sort of the comp of the two positions, is a better player at this point, and he's just healthy. Yeah, I think I think next year, I think in year or in twenty twenty three, this safeties group will be better than the running backs. I think right at this moment, though, entering twenty two, in my opinion, the running backs are better because I think I think this is the year Kyle Duggar takes a leap, definitely. But he hasn't mm-hmm. quite done it if yet. He doesn't well, then I'm disappointed. Enough. But he did exactly. show signs of making the leap last year. Yeah, the, and the talent is there. potential. The talent is well, all yeah. definitely there. He big tackler, obviously made a couple of nice interceptions last year as well. Got hurt at the end of year. Was playing with that. Um, looked like he looked like a He-Man character by the end of the year because he was playing with that giant club on his hand. Probably should have been on the field. Like this in could the, be in a ass whooping against Buffalo. This could be a Palomalu esque yes year for Kyle. That Duggar. would be my comp because I Ooh, I think his coverage nice. is yeah. Eh. But he is a absolute missile around the ball and in the in the box at line of scrimmage. I think he 100% can do agree. everything up there. And then it gets into I really think the the critical aspect of the safety group is where uh-huh. we started the coaching. Yeah. I don't know how they decide to employ them or deploy them. Yeah, is going to be very important, especially in conjunction with corners and linebackers, the guys they kind of work with being questionable to be nice I'm, I'm probably being kind by calling those two positions questionable they might suck and if they suck how much and how do you lean on the safety position to get the most out of it for your defense yeah my most my, my educated guess on how at least you'll see them start a lot of the season is that you're going to see just a lot of too high like base too high yep. and it's going to be mm-hmm. McCordy and Peppers or McCordy and Phillips because I think Peppers and Phillips Correct. cover it, it, deep zone much better than Kyle Duggar and oh, then yeah. I think you'll see Kyle Duggar almost as like a just like the Joker, right? Like the the roaming guy. Yep. He could be up in the box. They could look almost like they're playing three high safety, and Duggar slides in into that like middle linebacker zone mm-hmm. kind of thing. I, I think Duggar is going to be like the ultimate X factor for this defense and because Kyle I think Duggar, he can play in the slot. He eats those smaller guys up because he's so big. He can maul the tight ends, but also he makes tackles and he's great in the run game. So yeah. I, I just think I think you're going to see a lot of that at least to start the season. I agree with you, Shime, and sorry for stepping on you there, no, but I good. just wanted to go back to that comp that you made, Andy, because I had previously said or had fantasized on the idea that Bill Belichick would always be chasing uh, another, if you will, white whale on the defense. He would love to have his Ed Reed because he obviously coached the greatest quarterback of all time, and then he coached arguably the greatest defensive player of all time when he's with the Giants and Lawrence Taylor. But I like the comp, less Ed Reed, more Palomalu. And this brings me back to something I read a few weeks ago from Bill Cower talking about the greatness of Troy Palomalu. They said he allowed him to, they trusted him so much and that he was allowed to freelance so much that he basically, they didn't even deploy coverages for him. It was a matter of they would let the coverage be dictated by what he saw and decided to do almost either pre-snap or at the snap. So you had to pay attention and like have your eyes trained on where Palomalu was going. Obviously, the defensive lineman had no idea where he was. They were just going to do what they were going to do. But like the rest of the defense was based around 
what they saw out of Palomalu, the reads he made, and how aggressively he attacked the line of scrimmage or the ball carrier. So if 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 Kyle Duggar is ever given that amount of trust, that would be A, a massive step forward, and B, a huge win for the defense because that means everyone else kind of has their positions locked up. And like you said, Shime, he would be allowed to be the X factor, the tank linebacker, the joker on the defense. And would be remarkable for a young man out of Lenore Ryan. A hundred percent. If he like, reaches that, like, I think we're probably ahead of the – We're shooting physically, for the stars. Physically, I think he will always be ahead of the mental – just because of his experience Agreed. level, where he came mm-hmm. from, level mm-hmm. of football, and so that that actual like trust him to freelance. Yeah, I don't know if you'll ever get a that. Few, and it certainly feels like it's a few years down the road, but it'll be much more structured yes. with how he they approach it. But in the in the skill set that Troy Palomalu has physically, yes. I think that's very much what you can aim for. So I think the interesting guy here is well, there's two interesting guys because I think we're all sold on Phillips and Duggar. Good. Right? They're going 100%. to produce at a high level. They're very good. Two other guys in that safety room that we're talking about being on the field, playing key roles. One is coming off a torn ACL with a new team in Jabril Peppers. The other yeah. is Devin McCourty. And it's what does he have left? Because I don't, I mean, I personally think he lost a significant step last year. I agree. And I don't yeah. think it's straight line speed. I think it's the change of direction that's mm-hmm. required, lateral speed, quickness that's required at the safety position. Are you going to be able to lean on both of those guys to play, you know, 70% snaps or whatever we're talking about? Yeah, I don't necessarily think so. Like, I think you'll see, I think to start the season, I don't think Jubil Preppers will be starting games, right. at least to start. Um, he won't I think start to start? Yeah, yes. It's a lot of off, starts. Off the rip, he False will not start be starting games. Uh, and it'll be Devin, I think it'll be Devin McCourty, Adrian Phillips, and Kyle Duggar on the field to start game one. Yep. And yep. I think ultimately Devin McCourty is almost exclusively going to be a center field style safety mm-hmm. where yep. he's going to play up top. He's not going to be in the box at all. He'll be sliding across that upper half of the field, but he will almost exclusively play in that upper third. Okay. And so I think you'll be able to limit him because I think ultimately I'm hoping Jabril Peppers is a just a better tackler. Um, and so when you feel that it's a more run scenario – Jabril Peppers will be in the game. Devin McCourty will have his ass on the bench. So you do think there will be times because that is a little bit of an evolution or a change and a yeah. a humbling or, or whatever you want to say. Yeah, but he's kind McCourty. of on his way out anyways. Certainly. So I think it's going to be almost Hightower-esque last year, right? Hightower only played, like, what, 49% of the snaps? Yeah, might think, have been a little higher, but yeah. I think I McCourty's think probably looking at, like, 60-65. Um, and then well, ideally— McCourty, who has generally been— when you do the day, the weekly 100%. snap counts, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Right. Ooh, he missed one snap. He's at ninety eight percent. For him to drop down even to seventy percent, that's say. exactly where I want to see him this year. That Andy. would be if he a, comes a drop in about seventy seventy five percent of the plays in that center field role. And also, Shime, one thing we have to consider about Devin McCourty, his importance this year would be that of one of the returning players that's been there now decade plus that's going to lend that veteran presence, almost a coach on the field that Bill Belichick can trust. I think a lot of us were wondering if McCourty, obviously Hightower doesn't look like he's coming back, but Slater, James White, these are legacy guys that can help continue to show draft picks, uh, free agent signees, and dudes that have only been there for a year, how they get it done there, what Bill likes, and pass on the the torch of knowledge, if you will, so that this third iteration of Bill Belichick's Patriots are more fundamentally schooled and how the Patriots do it, even though 
they're defensively evolving. And I think one of the guys, we've mentioned his name several times, but I think one of the keys to this defense really could be, and I think he was my favorite addition this offseason, draft or free agency, was Peppers. And I'm looking right here at that introductory news conference. He said, quote, Playing for Bill, his understanding of the game, what he's done for the game, the moment I had an opportunity to come learn from him, I definitely wanted to jump at it. So, so much for nobody wants to come to Foxborough and no one wants to play with Belichick anymore. Well, I if think defensive guys have always yeah, wanted to play I mean, for that, Belichick. That's actually should, been a common I, quote the last two should, years. Okay, yeah, good. They should. But, okay, let's say he's healthy enough to not have to get PUP'd or to be held back right. early on. What percentage of snaps do you think this guy might play, and what kind of impact would you see, Andy, from Peppers in 2022? Oh, I think it can be high. And as, as Shime is sort of passing out of the torch-esque, maybe he's not full go early in the year, but sort of a, a crossing of lines of playing time yes. between McCordy and Peppers. As, and then the, the future of the position could be Peppers, Duggar, Phillips, as McCordy you know, takes a little bit lesser of a role. I also... Would like to throw a name in there, Fitzy. I'll I'll toss it your way because I know you're a big uh, big believer in this guy. You've kind of mm-hmm. propped this guy up. Joshua Bledsoe is a yes. young safety that could be in the mix. A, a second year player, year two jump, gets comfortable. Certainly uh, has some physical ability, size. Um, I'm not quite as high on him. I'm not sure he's ever going to be a um, starting or even regular type player. But he's a guy that's in the mix. Oh, for sure, he was. Basically, given the old Foxborough redshirt uh, routine yep. last year, he had an injury coming in, and then it was aggravated. So he he was uh, they brought him on for a little bit, then he was deactivated again by the end of the season. It's a wrist injury, so hopefully that doesn't linger. As far as what he could add to this defense this year, look, unfortunately, we've seen so many cornerbacks and so many you know high to mid round safeties corners flame out in Foxborough over the past couple of decades that. Many wouldn't be surprised if Joshua Bledsoe just you know became a punchline or hey right. who was the other. Have Bledsoe there really the been Belichick that many era? safeties that flame out though? There's been there's been Eugene, a I would call them like third been, tier safeties. Yeah, Eugene Wilson types. You know, well, what Eugene, I mean? like, Eugene Wilson, Wilson was a stud. And Eugene then Wilson was a contributor. Patrick was, Chung in two yeah. different yeah. stints was a contributor. Chung was not like, great the first time around. Chung no. was great. Deron Harmon, another contributor. I feel I feel like Belichick. Jordan Richards. Sucked. Okay. Yeah, sucked. Oh, I mean, I, like that's to, to Belichick's credit, though. House. I think he has a much better hit rate on safety than he does corner. So corner to, for sure. So to think Joshua Bledsoe could have some a minimal impact this year, setting him up for a bigger impact in twenty twenty three, I think is very plausible. Can I give yes, you an interesting? He's good. And he's good. Also, see, I don't Andy know that wanna, he's good. I think I don't he might know be a borderline either. special well, okay. teamer. Well, he, okay, yeah. but here's what I here. Okay, here's what I would like to relay from speaking with Matt Grow last year, giving some insight as to why they drafted him. They love his compete. Obviously, they do probably of everybody they take. But in college, he played corner and safety. And he would often request of his coaches at Missouri if they would put him on the number one receiver. And so that want to be great, that want for the smoke, that no backing down, that lack of fear on the football field is something that Matt Gross said he and Belichick found, fell in love with. And it was that versatility that led them to want to draft him. So I think they give this kid a shot. Now, whether we see him getting spun around like a top, turned around and torched in the preseason or early on like he was doing his best Joe Williams impersonation, we'll see. But I tend to think that he, because they, because of what I heard and what I've watched, I think the kid has a shot at actually making a not nominal but decent impact this year. So I won't claim to have a massive knowledge on Joshua Bledsoe's um, repertoire. Repertoire. 
but Andy, I, you may be able to lend more insight into this. Is he more of a strong safety build, or is he more of the center field free safety type like um, that could eventually theoretically replace Devin McCourty? I would say more center field. Okay. Like, I don't think he's small, and I don't think he's adverse to contact. I think yeah. there's some center field ability. Um, a quick note off the Patriots roster, since we're talking about the safety position, yep. we should note that the only player actually listed on the roster as a safety is Joshua Bledsoe. The rest are corners or defensive backs. So all three, so Duggar, Phillips, and McCordy are all listed as defensive backs? Co to the wrecked. That's um. weird. Interesting, because I'm looking That's at Patriots.com, the depth chart right now, and I see strong safety, Kyle Duggar, Jabril Peppers, Joshua Bledsoe, free safety, Devin McCordy, Adrian Phillips, Cody Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the defensive backs play safety. Yeah, but I'm right. telling you the – and first of all, the Patriots.com depth chart – wouldn't put too much focus on it. Yeah, it doesn't update it very I, often. I wouldn't ES, have, we, to, we wouldn't have it ready by Andy when he ESPN wakes up at 3 a.m. after too many beans. I know how that's, five that sausage is made. I've been part of making that <laughs> sausage, and you would not eat that sausage. Yeah, no. um, I'm going by the PR department's official depth chart and player okay. positioning and everything, and they have 17 players listed as defensive backs, some corners, some safety. I mean, some defensive backs, and one of them is Joshua Bledsoe. Safety. We also should include in this discussion as we wrap it up, Cody Davis is a special teamer, so I'm not going to include him. Yep. Um, yep. Miles Bryant, who played safety mm. last year, has shown position versatility to be a corner slash safety, even though he is undersized, 5'9", 185. I actually think he, if Bledsoe can play, I think Miles Bryant gets pushed out of the safety mix and maybe either to no mix at all or back to the cornerback. And Shime, for your in, for your information and or benefit, uh, Joshua Bledsoe, six foot. 200 pounds. Uh, does anyone know, by the way, if they... 201 on mine. <laughs> if, uh, does anyone... Close enough. Oh, my God, you're so pedantic, it's ridiculous. Uh, does anyone know, though, if they have replaced the turf where Isaiah McKenzie actually burned Miles Bryant to the ground last December? Uh, no, actually, I think they uh, sacrificed Miles Bryant to the uh, turf gods because he's uh, not on the ESPN depth oh chart at all. I have uh, never felt so bad safety. for a player. I, honestly, he wanted to I tap either. out. He needed his dad or his mom to come on the field, take his hand, and just walk, <laughs> walk him away. <laughs> 11 for 125. It was flamed. awful. And to that the was point after he made that like great play. Mutt wanted the receiver, and I'm like, oh, no. No, I don't want Isaiah McKenzie. No, no, it's not. He was honestly just another – he was a jawer, just another wide receiver. Yeah, Miles Bryant made that nice play in the December windstorm game uh, or November game, whatever that was, against Buffalo, and that's part of what was just so jaw-dropping because the kid showed potential. I don't know what they're going to do with him at this point, Andy. Um, He he could easily be a cut candidate. Maybe he's a a core special teamer with some flexibility to be thrown in there, but I'm not trusting him to be an impact player in the secondary this season. Gentlemen, as we wrap up this segment, some final thoughts. The importance of the safety position in, on this evolving Patriots defense and in the supercharged AFC and 2022 fantasy football-friendly NFL offense. We're leaning hard on safeties this year, Andy. Uh, if the safety position underperforms or disappoints, this defense could suck. Yeah, my word here is vital. The safeties are vital to the lifeblood of this Patriots defense. If they are excellent, the defense might actually be pretty good. If they don't, if they aren't, if they're bad, oh, this defense is gonna suck. Whoa. Okay, then let's power rank the importance of the the defensive line, the linebackers, or the secondary, just like we did our top three summertime cookout side dishes. Most important, second most important, third most important. Andy, secondary most important because it's a combination of the corners have to at least be competitive. Yep. 
and the safeties have to be really good in the, the heart of the defense. Then I would say defensive line and then linebacker. Yeah, I hate to agree with Andy, but I'm in the exact same spot. Why do you hate to agree? It's fine to agree with Andy. Andy's a very smart guy. He's ahead of the curve. They call him a genius in some places. Uh, okay. Football dial, guy. Dial it right, back there, Visor Dial it boy. back. <laughs> wow. I got a lot of energy heading towards vacation. You really do. You are leaving it all on the field. Senioritis. Just like, just Andy like and I both have our do. feet up on the table, just like ready to uh, rock. And here I am trying to be the one grown-up or professional in the room. What has happened to all of us? Excellent start to the podcast today, boys. Once again, we thank you for listening to Six Rings and Football Things. Follow us on the Tweet Machine at Six Rings Pod. We take questions, inquiries, criticisms, and more. And, of course, Six Rings Pod at gmail.com if you would like to correspond with us on the old email machine.